Hey everyone. So let's talk all things amateur scientist and deconstruction. I think that's really <clears throat> uh, an interesting subject matter, especially when you're talking about the medicine and the plants. So, so from what I've come to understand uh, through reading literature on dark energy, etc., is that we don't know what 95% of the universe is made of. I mean, that's nuts, right? This dark energy, and again, I'm just um, uh, sort of putting into words what I've read, is that this, this dark energy is pulling, which they don't understand what it is, is pulling the universe apart. And gravity pulls the universe together. Take that for whatever, I don't know. Um, and there's a speculation that in, they call it these low fields, these low fields, they're these things called tachyons, which are these particles um, that are faster than the speed of light and therefore can go back in time. So why I'm saying all this stuff, and again, I don't know, I'm just reading about it. What it says to me is we don't know. And so when you're in the medicine, you're going into all these realms and all this stuff is happening. And people are like, oh, I don't want to go into the medicine because, you know, I'm going to die. You know, it's like in the medicine, you can go forwards and backwards in time. You will. If it's part of the healing that you have to go through. And, and so all that science that we don't know, um, we can experience in the medicine. And it's, it's, it, that's why they call it magical and woo-woo, because we don't understand. If we don't understand what 95% of the universe is made of, I mean, come on, really? Give me a break. And <clears throat> what scientists also have come to a conundrum about is things are happening on a smallest level. Hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. So <clears throat> things are different on a small scale than a large scale. Than a, different if you're, you know, having a cup of coffee where, and different if you're, you know, planets colliding with each other. <clears throat> different rules for different scales. I suppose what I'm saying, because I, I am no scientist by any stretch of the imagination, um, is that you're going to encounter the bizarreness of the universe in the medicine Excuse me, and the things that you don't understand, which will seem bizarre and out of context and out of your understanding, and um, and that's kind of frightening, right? It's like, yeah, what do you mean I'm going into the past and the future? You know, that's weird. Oh, that's the psychedelic. No, <laughs> it's always like, it must be something horrible. It's just what we don't understand. So one of the things <clears throat> that you're doing in the medicine, I think the major thing that you're doing is deconstructing. You're dying, really is what's going on. I mean, there is nothing more terrifying than sitting in the medicine waiting in that interim between you've taken the medicine and they're about to start singing. That like, <clears throat> that interim moment where you're just about to jump off a cliff, really, because you don't know 
what the fuck is going to show up? Because in trauma, you don't know how you've been constructed. You don't know what's keeping you all together, what the gravitational terror is of what's keeping you together. And so when these, you know, when the medicine starts as ex- exploding these walls, and in fact, I, I was thinking about it yesterday. I think a lovely metaphor is kind of like, you know, kind of something out of James Bond, where you're standing there as James Bond and then as a child, and then these just walls of like steel, like one after the other, kind of enclose you. That's what trauma's like. It's, you haven't been able to process it. It's overwhelming. And just these walls of steel, like you're just, imagine it as a circle of wall of steel, just, just around you and around you and around you. And, and you have to penetrate all these walls of steel, right, to get out. Because you're constructed by your refusal of what happened and then having severed from it, you are imprisoned by all the stories you built, right, to refuse the truth. So it's, it's a lot of deconstruction. It's a lot of death. Um, one of the things that you learn about being in the medicine is that um, your ability to sit through anything and I think that comes with practice of, by sitting, right? It's that you, you learn, as you trust the medicine, you learn to sit through the most difficult moments. But you really have to trust the medicine to get to be able to sit through the most difficult moments. That's what my impression is. At the beginning, when you're starting out, you're just learning to figure out, you know, you, you begin to pick up a little bit of courage. And by the way, and I say this wholeheartedly, it does not get easier just because I'm able to sit, I learn to sit, doesn't mean that I'm not still terrified, you know, seven year in, right? Full ceremony later. I'm still fucking terrified because I still don't know what's going to happen. The difference at that point is I'm still terrified, but at the same time, I'm fully committed, right? So if you're fully committed, you know, it's like this love that you have for someone, even though you're terrified of the experience, you know that this thing is benevolent and wonderful and is going to heal you. So like, it's almost like as you, you know, people have all sorts of horrific operations and it's their trust in the doctor, right? That says, okay, right, do whatever. You, you, you really have learned to trust and seen what the medicine's doing so that you're able to sit. Again, it doesn't, it doesn't make the terror any less terrifying. <laughs> right? You're still terrified, but you're still, but you're trusting. It's this double, it's this very different um, situation. You know that you're being surrounded by love and everything else, and it's all there. And even though, no matter how difficult it gets, and fuck, it gets difficult, um, you know that you're trusting the medicine that it's going to take you through this thing, and it's here, and it's happening for a reason, and it's the next part of your healing. So, when you're in the medicine and there's trauma, there's a deconstruction of you. It's deconstructing you. So in, in trauma, and again, trauma in childhood, there's a trick. The dark is a trick. Um, and here's where I want to talk about actually something before I go into that, that if we don't know what 95% of the universe is made of, my contention is that this virus, which I will call evil, 
people like aliens and people with funny eyeballs. No, this is a virus that's able to travel through or come through um, these fields <clears throat> where they can't be detected. It makes total sense. Like a virus can't be seen unless you're looking at it under a microscope. You have to have a bigger intelligence or some other way of registering it. That's one of the reasons I think people are terrified of the medicine and, oh, you can't register it, you can't, you know, because we don't have the tools. I don't think we're advanced enough in the same way that these and these viruses, which I totally believe, um, having, you know, seen this thing over and over through my system, they're, they're moving through these fields that we have no understanding of. I mean, if there are fields where, you know, they're called low energy fields that I was reading about, the, where they have these tachyons, I think they're called T-A-C-H-Y-O-N-S, these particles which can move backwards and forwards. Well, why can't sort of weird alien virus shit come through them undetected? Clearly, right? So there's a lot of stuff that, you know, you just have to have a leap of faith because the leap of faith is I don't understand it because I'm not advanced enough to understand. We don't live in an, in, an, in an environment, in a world that's advanced enough to understand this. That's it. That's it. No shade. We just haven't gotten there. And so, yes, I'm going to move into these other potential healing medicines, not because it's woo-woo, but because if I don't, if, if this society or this place hasn't, you know, isn't, isn't intelligent enough, hasn't gotten the tools to understand it, what it, therefore I'd have to refuse it because the ape hasn't gotten there? No, right? I'm going to go into it and discover it for myself. And it might be good, it might be bad, right? But at least I am not being limited by the ape, right? I'm an ape, we're all apes. We're all kind of advanced, a bit of consciousness. We've basically got the DNA of a fruit fly, right? With a bit of consciousness. So I want to heal, I'm going to go into the medicine. That's it. I don't have to have, if, if this environment hasn't like woken the fuck up and gotten to, to be able to measure it, well, it doesn't mean it can't still heal me. Right? So what you're going into in the medicine is the deconstruction. If you, you, you know, if you've been built by terror and fear, and you don't even know it, by the way, right? You don't know. You're going to find out what you're made of in that medicine. You're going to find out how you were built, why you were built, what happened. Huh? And in my case, and everybody's case is different because we're unique pieces of this incredible divinity, the layers of that construction are going to differ, right? And the, the way it was constructed is going to be different. Yours might be only limited to this particular existence. This is the events that happened. This is what shut you down. This is what you've severed from. This is what you built in reference to the severing. Mine goes back to another, and many people, by the way, not just, tons of people have stuff happening in other lifetimes that are affecting this lifetime Consequently, they're dealing with two truckloads of shit, right? So even more walls, right? You're carrying, you know, five centuries ago plus this lifetime. So I imagine, again, like in a James Bond movie, I'm in a room and suddenly, like, these walls of steel just circle me, one after the other, after the other, after the other. And the idea is that you don't, you can't leave, 
And so you're kind of bouncing against the walls. You don't, you know, you're kind of anxious. You're kind of like not here. Like you're kind of like, right? But it's all being ruled by terror. So the trick, the menu of this medicine is you don't know. When you go into that medicine, you don't know. If you're fully like wired up and you're walled up and imprisoned and you don't know, you're going to know. One of the most interesting pieces for me was one of the first ceremonies, my head was made numb. I couldn't feel my head. And literally that my whole face was like a Jenga game, like all these small pieces of wood. And it, the medicine was like taking each piece of my face out. It was fucking insane. And what I recognize now that this was just a cover for this virus. This virus was deep in my system. So she was really looking deep into my system to find out what owned me. I don't know why I'm saying that, but I think it's just fascinating um, how the medicine works. So with me, speaking of viruses, what I had was a virus. Call it an alien. It has too much identity and too much like, you know, big goggle eyes and things, antenna and stuff. No, no. This is something that travels, that moves in between fields in which we cannot detect its existence. That's it. This virus moves in fields in which we cannot detect its existence. That's it. And so as I saw it in the medicine, you know, after it had set it up so that I would come back and be castrated and be a little girl and be very thoroughly terrified and thoroughly abused and just so I would just... Because what's interesting is that, well, think about it. If I kill you in another life... Actually, this actually makes, you know, the second law work. You know, nothing is destroyed, nothing is created. If, if, if I was such a threat and I was killed, well, isn't that the end of me? No. So what this energy understands and what this virus understands is that your spirit doesn't die, which is why it came for me in this lifetime. So there's an understanding <clears throat> and actually a confirmation of that law in the medicine. And certainly in my experience now, as I look at it, that I was this chieftain, this Indian chieftain in another life right, that was connected to the great spirit, which is to the everything. And by the way, we're all connected to the everything. But this virus, which again, the medicine made very clear, does not come from here. You know, tens, thousands, zillion galaxies, for fuck's sake, you know, we can't detect half the shit because we don't have the instruments to detect it. <coughs> travel through one of these, and again, that's my speculation, that travel through a field. That it exists was clear, made clear to me by the medicine travel through these fields of which we can't detect and wanting to shut down sort of the natural um, technology of the universe which is you know we're all connected right I'm a fruit fly I'm an ape I'm, we're all one thing this is not right <clears throat> in the ambushing of that and let's just say forget that I'm a human being or that you're a human being that this thing, that your spirit has connection to everything, is a threat to it. It's a technology it can't understand. 
and it wants to have information. So what am I, I'm going to kill you to get rid of that connection that you have. Imagine you have a pot of gold. I want that pot of gold. I'm going to, I'm going to kill you to get it, right? But what's interesting is that if, if, it, 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 it's, if it's, it's true that your spirit, which we see in all religions, it's your spirit that doesn't die, the spirit of everything, in this lifetime, this virus had come to make sure that I wouldn't thrive. And let's forget identities and peoples and all that stuff. We're just talking about like spirits, energy, the everything, the divinity of the everything, right? If you're showing up as a unique piece of divinity, which we all are, and it has a script and it has energy, and it requires love and safety for that spirit and energy to blossom into whatever and to blossom into that unique piece of divinity, and then it's going to die and it'll come back as something else. It's that, it's that relentless spirit of, the, of divinity just showing up over and over and over. If I want to interfere, <clears throat> if I want to interfere in that, if I want to interfere in the process, in that, in that cycle, in that system, let's just call it that, then what am I going to do? If, if every time source, I'm talking about the everything, sends out a unique piece of itself to blossom into whatever, whether it's a volcano, a human being, or a daffodil, and I want to interfere, what am I going to do? I'm going to take away the next piece of it. And the piece of it that it requires in this particular dimension is, you know, love and safety, or the sun, the moon, the earth, whatever, right? That's what it needs for this unique piece of divinity to blossom. What do I do? Well, I take away the thing it needs to blossom. I take away the love, I take away the security, I take away the earth, I take away the sun, the moon, whatever it requires, right? So it arrives <clears throat> for the next stage of its blossoming and boom, it can't do that. It's paralyzed. That's what the virus does. It's going to paralyze. Trauma paralyzes, freezes you, creates all sorts of blockages in you so that you can't blossom into. So one of the things that I'm just going to back to uh, divert this for a second talk about something else one of the things that I'm recognizing is all these people coming to me who now have cancer <clears throat> so in the medicine what they say is every disease comes from a trauma it's an energetic disfigurement and it happens through trauma which is the horrors that we do to our children. We scream at them, we refuse them, we antagonize them. We just basically pour our shit on them, our venom, our crap, right? That crap, whether it's anger, whether it's abuse, whatever it is, disfigures that child's energetic field. It poisons. But what happens, <clears throat> and the shamans will, this is the shamans, not my theory, the shamans say what happens is the life force is very strong. So all that disfigurement in the energetic field 
is cushioned inside the life force. And the life force at that moment on arrival is very powerful. What happens is <coughs> as you grow older, the battery, the life force wanes. And left unchecked, that disfigurement has now, by being refused, has grown in power, in strength. Now, it's almost like, you know, the Big Bang. At the beginning, there were all these swirling bits of dust just moving around in space. And now the gravitational pull has pulled them together to make planets. Well, in this instance, unchecked, these energies have really grown very powerful and have connected together to, to now become a disease, right? So the life force is waning <coughs> as you get older. These energetic pieces of poison have gained momentum because you've refused them, because you've had to, right? And as the life force wanes, they, they are now they're putrefying in your body. They're literally poisoning you. Diseases, all sorts of things come up, right? So you can see <clears throat> all of this destruction, internal destruction, right? Destruction of the universe, of the world as we see it. That was just a side note. So what happens in the medicine is you are opened up like a rat in a lab. You can't see it because you built your cover up, right? You can't see if it's been severe trauma, that energy that disfigured your energetic field. You can't see what it's doing to your system, right? And you can't see that actually you've been fueled by trauma and not by love. And when, the, when, the, when you're in the medicine, which is why it's terrifying, because you never know what you're going to see, what it's doing is always, it's, it's literally you're being opened up like a rat in a lab. Like they are taking all of you apart. And the medicine goes through every cell of your body, through every, you know, event that has caused this configuration of you and like a jigsaw that's in a thousand pieces you're being put back together you're being made whole and you're being made whole because the obstacles that refuse the totality of your life force are being removed how are they being removed they're being exposed and once they're exposed and you see them then everything else is being collapsed. I cannot be the falsehood I am if I understand the origin of how that falsehood was built. If I've built someone and I have no access to why I was built this way and I have this story in my head about, you know, I've made this story up, when you actually see the origin of how you were built, that story is collapsed. That person you built can no longer live as that person, right? Because you understand the origin of it. In these traumas, we've severed from the origin of why we are who we are. That's the wall that we don't, we can't face. That's a, that's a wall. That's the many metal walls, right? That steel wall around the James Bond character. Once you, once you get through these walls, you cannot exist as a falsehood because it collapses everything. 
Right, it's like taking the air out of a huge balloon. That's the falsehood. So <clears throat> it's a deconstruction as you're going into this medicine. It's a energetic deconstruction of your being. And as you go through the layers, as, as, as you go into these ceremonies, what you're doing is you're going through layers Let's call them steel walls. I imagine in a burial site, there's walls above you. Every time you come up to that steel wall, that it contains information. You're going to puke. You're going to see what happened. And more and more and more, you're going back into the construction of you. So, as I said previously, my construction was made out of pure terror. And, and, and the distraction was my parents, right? My parents had sold me, etc., etc. So the first part of the journey was just discovering the whole narrative and the energetic building of that narrative about them. But beyond that, there was another narrative. So I had to get past all of that to get to the other narrative, which is this virus, right? Which was within me and is within me. This virus that is not from here this entity, whatever you want to call it, right? This virus that did not want my spirit, for me to be connected to my spirit. So what it says to me, and it's just revelatory, I suppose, it's only, it's like a revelation now, is that of course, wow, if I was killed in another lifetime, and this virus was concerned about me showing up in this lifetime, well, that says to me, spirits go on eternally. And why? Because spirits are connected to the everything and source is eternal. And I don't mean it in any biblical way, in any religious way. This is all pure, like in the medicine, right? That everything is one thing, that we're just all, you know, an expression of the one thing, right? We're all in a goldfish bowl right? It proves to me that our spirit is eternal and this thing needs to keep paralyzing and refusing our spirit or our connection to everything. Its job is to almost corrupt us so that we lose our connection to the everything. Right? If it steals enough of it and destroys enough of it, it will destroy the original system sort of thing, right? So so now my fight or my battle, and it's not my battle because it, I have the, the last plants I dieted on was a renakia, which is a renakia is a vine and I saw it in the jungle, it's insane. It looks like this incredible, weird, massive trunks. It attaches itself to the host tree. It attaches itself to the actual host tree and then cleans that out. Or it takes over the host. So in, in myself, I have this virus, let's put it that way, that's been here, that's actually finally been seen and now I have this renakia, which has been 
I've drank and it sort of grows inside of you and it's and now it's taking over and it's pulling out this virus it's tearing it down <clears throat> so again it's it's deconstruction and it's so amazing because all all your thoughts okay where you bond you build all your thoughts imagine them like a thousand bees are built around the construction of you and the illusion and the stories etc so in my instance and you you, you have to look at your own narrative. You have to have enough perspective to look at your own narrative. That's what's happening in the medicine. You're going to get a vision of your narrative, right? An understanding of how you were built. So in my... Okay, so how, how is trauma happening? Well, through fear. Through an overwhelm of fear on arrival. All right, so let's just go back to the origin. You're part of everything. You're part of source. You're an expression of source. You arrive with script and energy like an egg, yolk and whatever, white, right? And then you arrive and then you have love and then that loves this thing into existence and you blossom and then you die. It's pretty straightforward. It's a system. It's just it works like that. That's how it works. This source is always churning out <clears throat> different versions of itself, right? You're a seahorse. You know, you're a... You're a, a whale, you're a galaxy. It's all the same. It's coming from the same place. So how am I going to stop? <clears throat> how do I stop? How do I interfere in that system? Well, how do I stop the system? Well, what are the two things that you need in arrival? Love and safety right? So I've got to eliminate love and safety on arrival. All right. So I'm going to overwhelm a child. It's going to terrify. It's going to, I'm going to freeze it into terror, right? And then I'm going to scare it into its bejeebies so it abandons itself. And in that terror, I'm going to then use it for my own ends. This isn't that complicated. You only need to look at, you know, every fucking third world country and every dictatorship that says, listen, I've got a military. If you don't do anything, I kill you. That's, that's pretty straightforward, right? I'm going to terrify you, right? What, where is the terror coming from? What, what can somebody terrify you with? Death. Non-existence. That's it. What's everyone's terror? What's the most difficult thing about being conscious? Like, I don't know if anim, you know, if how much animals, trees, etc., have that consciousness. They have tons of intelligence, but to an ape, the worst thing is knowing that you're going to die. What are we all doing? Trying to refuse death. What are we all doing? I've got to stay young. I've got to make enough money to. I've got to be young. I'm going to live forever. I've got to work out. It's it's all about not dying. That's our greatest concern. Why? Because we're so in the refusal of this whole cycle. We're so terrified by the cycle of non-existence. Actually, the truth is you don't die. Your spirit doesn't die. Proven in my own ceremonies. Like, why do they come to get me? Because I was coming back. Because your spirit returns. Your body dies, but your spirit returns, right? Because you're just another expression of everything. In its fantastic, creative studio, right? 
So what are you going to terrify a child with? Death. Death. I was on the verge of death from zero to whenever. Death. So what did I show up? So how was the, the narrative made? Well, I'm going to give Maria a parent that's basically, you know, low self-esteem, a bit of a, a manipulator, kind of a no one, and an infantilized child as a mother. So what was the first thing I arrived to? It was like, I'm a three-year-old. This guy can't get a job. This woman is, t- is crying all day because she, you know, she's infantilized. There's no security. There's no love. There's just terror. They can't make it. So as a child, you're absorbing all of that, right? What are you on? A verge of death. This guy can't deliver food. He can't get a job. We're going to fucking... You can feel the tension, right? Most children, you see them, they're carrying all the tension of whatever they grew up in. So you're carrying... So you're already under threat. You've just arrived. I know the fuck I'm going to die. I've got this guy over here who comes every day with his suitcase, you know, with his briefcase. You know, we have to feel bad for him because he can't get a job. And then there's this mother that's like, oh, I'm terrified too. Like, what the fuck? Who the fuck is going to look after you, right? Right? So trick number one is make it as unstable as possible. Make the arrival grounds as unstable as possible. Right? Brilliant. So you're a kid, right? You're waiting for the fertile soil of love and safety, and there's none of that. So you're already arriving to hot coals, right? You're already going to arrive to the most insecure. And you're a child, and the children, when you arrive, you're at your most open, sensitive, vulnerable, because you're just beginning to show up. So you're going to inhale all of that terror, right? Well, the next thing they do is, well, we can't make any money, so I'm going to sell my... I, I know, somebody just told me if I sold my kid for sexual abuse, I'm going to make a buck. Okay. <clears throat> so arrival number one, pure terror. Arrival number two, I'm being sold to a pimp who is pure, who is the virus itself, right? Who basically says, um, you know, I'm going to send you, I'm going to abuse you myself, sexually abuse you, and I'm going to send you out to be sexually abused. And if you say anything, your parents don't eat and you don't eat and you, we all die. So I would say that's a pretty terrifying arrival, right? Runway. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I laugh out of nerves, right? But that's it. So what do you set up? Terror. What is the greatest threat to us? Death. Right? That was the greatest trick of all. You know, the fact I'm not dead is quite a miracle. The fact I'm not under a bridge with a heroin needle, quite a miracle. Right? But whatever is going on, if I need to take you and use you so that you refuse your spirit or your whatever, is I'm going to threaten you. Most people with trauma, big trauma, are frozen in place by the trauma of terror. And I refer to this as a very clear metaphor. You are driving a car with your foot on the brake and somebody has a gun at the back of your head. That's what the arrival is like. I am going to die. In any moment, I am going to die. I have better 
sever from this real situation and invent somebody else and make this work. That's where the severing happens. In one camp, you have the actual event where you are now, it's almost like a tableau, right? In those like Christmas tableaus where it's the mother and the, this is no, this is the evil tableau where you're like with the predator in terror, you know, you're being abused or whatever. That's frozen and rejected. Frozen and rejected is a very bad place to be because that energy is growing. Just because you reject it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It has energy, which again, unchecked, putrefies, right? So here you are in this frozen tableau. Okay, I'm, let, me, let me shut that down. Let me build a steel wall around me so I don't see that. And then the next piece, which you're severed from, is I'm going to build what they want. I actually came to be a palm tree, but they want a dinosaur. Okay, I am so terrified. I'm going to build the dinosaur. It's a falsehood. It's a defense mechanism. It's an accommodation to the circumstance. So you're literally stuck there. You think you've left because you've built this falsehood that basically makes them not hurt you as much or makes them okay or makes it all work. But in fact, it's a double whammy. Now you're truly in prison. You're imprisoned by the event that you've shut down because there's no one there for you to, especially if it's your parents, right? There's no one there to help you. Then there's a cover-up, another double whammy, the thing that you built to cover up the original event. So it's all a prison. It's this very powerfully concentrated, built nucleus of shit of terror in which you have been shut down. You don't exist anywhere there. Again, it's these layers and walls of steel around you, right? And then beyond that, what you can't see, which is what you see in the medicine, is the virus, is the thing, the reason that you arrived to those events. Now, in this dimension, I'm just going to be trapped forever. I'm going to still I'll be, be built, you know, playing that role, that falsehood, which I don't even know because I've disconnected from the horror. And there's another disconnect. That horror disconnects you from source, from light. So there are three disconnects. If you arrive from the source, from light, from the everything that's producing all this stuff all day, every day, Right? And you arrive here and this, you're basically stolen. So that severs you from the everything. It's like you're severed from home. And then the next severing is, well, you're severed from home because you've had all these horrific events happen. Those horrific events are then hidden. You sever from them and then accommodate the horror. You agree to you accommodate, you adapt to the circumstances, you build what they want, right? It's all a trick, it's all a refusal, and it's all a disconnect from the original, from divinity, whatever you want to call it, Benjamin, McDonald's, I don't care, from the everything, right? 
the everything that is a system that keeps this whole universe going, right? So if you want to have an anti-system, well, what do you have? You have a thing that threatens death to the expression of the everything, right? That potential of death shuts it down. And then in that shutdown builds what the anti-system wants it to be. Now, here's the deal. You know, living, um, living in, with those two people, having been sold and becoming and doing everything one trying to make, that was not, it, the system or the virus didn't want me to go, it didn't use my energy so I could become an architect and all this stuff, no. It just wanted to deviate me from itself. It wanted to keep me separate from the everything. It didn't matter what I did, whether I become a, you know, a designer or an architect or a dog walker. It just, it needed all of that threat and terror, the potential loss of my parents, the potential death of me. All it was about death and about, you know, being in a battlefield, right, on arrival. So you're always in this war, you're always under threat, Again, what is the greatest threat to a human being? Death. So what do I need to stop you from blossoming to you? The threat of death on arrival. I'm going to keep you traumatized. I'm going to keep you frozen there. Right? And you're never going to leave because it's your own parents. How? You're never going to... Another double whammy. You're never going to go against your parents. You're bonded. Where you bond, you build. So it's all these locks, Right? The lock of being a child, the lock of arriving into this darkness, of this fear, the lock of being then sent out to this pimp who was the virus itself, and then having the virus inside of you, right? All of that, and it's a lot, requires an equal, if not more powerful intelligence to dissolve it. And that's what you're getting in the medicine. The medicine has so much power because it has the intelligence of many different universes and many different dimensions and many forms of healing, which we do not have here. So the medicine is going to start to deconstruct you so you can see how you've been built. And after many ceremonies, it's made very clear that the whole first part of the parents and being sold and facing all of that and the abuse was just the initial distraction and paralysis to make sure I would never connect to my spirit. Which is why it took, I don't know how many years of doing the medicine. But the next piece, which was so funny because when I was down in the jungle, I think it was not this January, the January, the last January, the last um, time I was there, 2022, <clears throat> I had to go through all these things. It was a very difficult ceremonies. One of the most difficult things was, you know, I couldn't believe my mother. I didn't want to believe my mother was involved. And then it, it was shown that, yes, yeah, she was also part of this thing. But the last ceremony, which tends to be the ceremony of just putting everything together and protection, 
the last thing I saw was they came to get you before you were born. I'm like, oh my God, it's like the cliffhanger of a movie, right? You think it's all done. There's like, oh, right? That cliffhanger, which then got seen in this next retreat was, yeah, this was, this belonged to another lifetime, right? I had been ambushed, stolen, and killed in another lifetime. They did witchcraft and whatever on me. But so that when I came back, <coughs> my spirit would never show up. And that spirit was connected to the everything. We, all, we are all connected to the everything. Right? So what is that? That's an interference in a system that it wants to corrupt. Right? If I want to tear down a system, I'm going to find out how that system works and focus on that. If the system says, when I arrive, as script and energy, I need love, security, etc. Right? To... Con, you know, continue the cycle and for the, the system to keep going, well, what is, going, what is the enemy thing going to do? It's going, to, it's going to find out what it requires and take that away. Love and security and create as much fear as possible, which is the, the worst thing you can do for a child, right? It's pretty straightforward, not that complicated. How did the virus come in? Oh, clearly through these fields. I mean, if we don't know what 95% of the fucking universe is, <laughs> really we can't register half the shit that's coming through all these fields so right makes total sense so again it's speculation but makes sense in in the context of what we know already so in this moment having all this stuff having been just deconstructed, these parents were here for this reason, to continue to refuse your spirit, to create as much fear as possible, right? What is a threat? Death, 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 all the time, for everywhere. Third world dictatorships, anyone that wants to threaten, why do we have this massive military? Because the threat is I'm gonna kill you if you fucking attack me. Oh, I'm gonna die, right? It's all about control and death. So if the system, if this corrupt virus wants to ruin a system or take over a system, it's going to find out, it's going to try to figure out how the system works. One of the things that was made clear to me was I had the information for some reason in this other lifetime. So in this lifetime, they're going to make sure I came back and I was going to be castrated as much as possible. And that I would bond in the dark. And in that bonding, I did. I didn't know what that information was. No idea. But I gave away because what had happened, the trick was, you're going to come back as this girl. You're going to come back to these people. You're going to be absolutely terrified. You're going to have to bond somewhere. We're going to make sure you bond with this virus, which is what I did. Because the natural part of the system is that we bond. We arrive and we bond with whoever's there. It's the whole Tarzan story, right? 
bond with the animals. So where you bond, you build. That was the trick. So in this moment, having now been deconstructed of the first initial piece, the next piece is head on with this virus, which now comes through me, you know, quite a lot. It's been exposed. There's nothing to cover it now. There's no thinking. And so I was thinking, oh my God, this is amazing. I don't have any of like the original panic, fear, except it's just gone. It's like this whole energetic thing just, just went. I don't fear very much actually, right? All of that terror has just been wiped out because it was seen and understood and cleaned out by the medicine. So now what's left? Well, it's the Renakia, which is inside of me, and this virus, which I, you know, I, have, I don't care about, actually, because I'm so connected to the plants. So it's just a nuisance. But now it's fighting for its life in my system. And you see, for it to survive, it needs your fear. It needs your fear. And your fear needs to be really powerful. Well, your fear is very powerful if you can't see the origin of it. It lives on you being disconnected from the trauma, from the actual events. What empowers you is reliving the events because that system of terror is then collapsed. Right? So now it doesn't have the ability to terrify you because you know you've lived, you've relived the origin of why you were built. Right? So if I'm this person, I'm severed from the trauma, I'm just anxious all the time because I have no connection to the trauma. It's just like this terror in the dark that's just always terrifying me. I don't know where it's coming from. I have. I have no link back to it. And I can't possibly link it back to my parents, right? That's how it works. But when you're in the medicine, you realize, and you actually face, oh my God, I was sold, you know, blah, 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 here I am. It, it can no longer traumatize you. You've relived it, it's exposed, and then expelled and rewired. So this virus is counting on your terror. And that terror is, you disconnect from the events, from the trauma, and build the falsehood. And the falsehood and the trauma are disconnected. And that trauma is in the dark, but that trauma is like this pounding energy that's always terrifying you. And you're going to see it in dreams, but you're never going to actually, you're too scared to go face it. You can talk about it in therapy and stuff, but to actually be in a ceremony, and face it is where you get your power back. And the virus does not want you to go in there. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to stampede you. It's going to give you tons of terror so that you never go in. Once you go in <coughs> and relive and rage and do all the stuff, <coughs> it's a whole package. You go in, 
you relive. So the, the, here are the four things, that, five things, I think, that you're refusing. You're refusing the event, right? You're abandoning yourself. You're full of terror and you're full of rage. Those are the four things, and you've abandoned yourself. Those are the five things living in that darkness. The event, the terror, which is rampant, the rage, which is rampant, and the abandonment of you. This virus is assuming with that huge stampede of terror that you will never go in. And especially if it's your parents that hurt you, if the predator is a person that you're bonding with. I had to get through all of those walls first, which is a lot, 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 right? To then get to the real problem. That the person I was sold to, this pimp, was a virus itself. Now I had to bond with evil. I had to bond with this pimp. And I was taken through all these rooms of children being abused. It was horrific. I was in this, and this is actually in reality, right, in London, in these underground worlds of abuse. And I had to shut down my heart and accept those conditions to survive. Because if I didn't, my parents wouldn't eat, right? So there's a double whammy. So that was the next piece. Now you're face to face with the virus. That is the problem. And in those conditions, which were overwhelming and terrifying, I had to bond with this evil. And in that bonding, it tricked me into delivering information, which again, I don't know what it was. It was from being an Indian in another lifetime and having this information about the overall system. I had to betray the original system. So it was a trick, a trick of terror, a trick of illusion huh? and witchcraft. So, and it also, look, it sounds really crazy, but that's what's going on. Um, what the system doesn't know is how the everything works. And when you're in a ceremony and you are exposed to the intelligence of this, of this whole everything, right? you're given that exposure to this incredible field of wisdom, intelligence, other planets, other universes. It's all in there. You're only going to get that in the medicine. You're only going to be exposed in that. And you're only going to be exposed in that once you've been tested by the medicine to see how committed you are to healing. She's not going to just give this up to you. I mean, I was tested over and over and over. Like your commitment to your healing and to your reconnect has to be fucking huge. And you're going to be tested. And you're going to go through hell. Because the deconstruction is the death of you. As you were. It's like you're shaped, you know, like a unicorn. And then, you know, you're being deconstructed to be shaped like a snail. Literally. 
It's the deconstruction of this thing that was built out of terror and trauma and virus and all the trickery. It's one shape that you're built as in trauma. You have been shaped in trauma. You have been built in trauma. You have been fueled by fear. That is one construction. You can't see what that shape looks like. But that's a shape. That's an energetic shape built by terror. It is not you. You are being dissolved and reshaped. You're being re-engineered. And you're being re-engineered because you are being shown how you were built. And once you relive what you, re- what you actually lived and you've refused, you're being reshaped and re-engineered. One of the most interesting things was also the trick of the terror and this virus early on is, what did I learn? You know, how, did, how did I form my worldview? Well, first of all, I had a father that was basically useless, right? Couldn't get a job you know, was timid. I think he was a homosexual, nothing at homosexuals, but I think in the end he, he, he didn't even, he wasn't even aware of his true sexuality. So he was weak as a person, cause, not because of his homosexuality, but because he couldn't face, he couldn't connect to his truth, right? So he was a weak guy who had become a manipulator, who was trying to become something, disconnected from himself. Right? So what did I... and. Here was a woman that was, again, from a little village, infantilized, crying all the time because nothing was ever happening. You know, she was stuck now. What does the landscape tell me there? Well, my little person says, oh, my God, here's a broken man that needs to be fixed. Here's another, here's another broken one that needs to be fixed, right? They don't have the... They can't feed me. They can't look after me. They can't love me because they're not capable of just of anything. They have no power. And then I'm sent to a pimp, who's incarnation of evil. Again, a person that gets power by abusing children and by abusing me. What does that say? Well, it says... I have to fix these people. I have to take on the, I have to fix them. I have to take the burden on of them because they don't have the power to grow or blossom me, right? That means you have to abandon your own growth and take care of these other issues where you're just being, you've been left stranded, right? It's like, I want to sail my boat but I can't because there are all these issues on the boat. I've got to fix the engine. The sails don't work. We have no fuel. You know, the, the boat is bruised on the boat. It's, I'm having to take care of. Here's the distraction. Here are all these people that need to be taken care of. And I'm not even, no one's even come to this, thought about what the fuck I need. No, it's just like, this guy can't deliver this guy can't deliver. This woman can't deliver. No one's doing their fucking job, right? So now, instead of you being looked after and blossomed so you can be empowered, and it's a trick, right? I'm distracted taking, 
making sure this guy can eat because he can't make it. I've got to make sure this guy, you know, I'm doing what this guy needs because if I don't, I die. It's like, it's, you're in a fucking war zone. That's the trick. The distraction. What for? So you don't connect to your true self. You don't connect to your spirit. Because we all have a soul, a connection, a spirit. We're just spirit and meat bags, right? In the deconstruction of you, and I even see it in the, the thinking, oh, you know, a guy has power, right? A guy needs to be looked after, right? I've got to give my power away to a guy. Okay, it could be the same. If you're a guy, it could be the same thing. If you have a mother that's nuts, like... Oh, she wants me to be this. She needs me to be that. I need to save her. all these things. Same thing. Doesn't matter. And in the medicine, uni is both masculine and feminine. So, but the, but it's the the way you then build and construct your life. Oh my God, I need to find someone broken that I can fix. Well, duh, you're broken and you've been abandoned and you don't exist, right? But you can't see that because the events have created your destiny. Or your events have created a frozen piece of you that it's stuck. And one of the most, again, also one of the interesting things is in that freezing of you, in those events, is a gravitational pull. You are, it's a gravity that keeps all these pieces of you together. That's, so every time there's another metal, a wall of steel around you, which again is the event that you couldn't face, all of these are gravitationally keeping you held together like a nucleus. That fear, that terror is like a gravitation, it's like a magnet. That terror becomes gravity that keeps you held in place and it's the medicine that dissolves the fear that then dissolves that gravitational pull that then creates the total deconstruction it's like imagine yourself in a ball of like a fetal position in this like really solid fetal position because you're surrounded by terror and fear you don't know what's going to happen it's a slow opening it's a slow opening of a flower of a blossoming of you you can only show up once that fear has been removed as the power of that fear is diluted so you can wake up because it's the fear that's refusing your life, your blossoming, right? So every time you're going through one of these walls of massive resistance of the truth of what happened, once you puke out and you feel like death and you see the truth, huh, a piece of you opens up and then another piece opens up and then another piece, right? until, you know, you're bonded with the medicine. The medicine is now all over you, inside of you, right? 
So now you're here. All right, so now I've seen part A, which was, you know, 10,000 pieces of explosives to get through all these fucking walls. Ah, behind all of this was this fucking virus. What is a virus connected to? Fear. What does a virus want to stop? The blossoming of your natural cycle. It wants to shut down your connection to source. The interference and fear huh, shuts down your connection to source. Your belief is, I'm going to die. Yeah, you are going to die. But your spirit doesn't die. <laughs> this version of you is going to die. This version of you is going to suffer. This version of you is going to go through all this shit. Yeah. But your spirit doesn't die. It can't. That's what you don't understand when you're trapped in terror. If I, if I steal, if I terrify and overwhelm you on arrival, what am I really doing? I'm severing you from the everything. The everything knows you're going to come, you're going to die, you're going to come back. And, uh, you know, right? If I sever you from that information, will you think, I'm going to disappear forever? So I have to agree. When you connect it to the medicine and to the source, you realize, no, you're always going to come back in a different form. You can't die. That's why this virus wants to sever you from the everything. I think that's why half the fucking world is up in arms and we're destroying it and we're ruining it and we're, you know, we all feel we're alone. If we don't work, we die. And all this endless threat of fear of your death. Better have the best life here. I've got to have that Tesla. I've got to have the house in Malibu. I better, I better sell as many widgets as I can. I'm going to be the best. It's just can't. By the way, no shade on competition. I'm all for it. But this, it's become sickness. We're all separated from each other. We're all watching screens. We're all like, you know, how can I be the best one at this, right? It's no longer balanced. It's extreme. How can I stop death? How can I look when I'm 10, when I'm really 102? I can have as much money in the bank so I'll never... It's like, what the fuck? The threat is death. Our awareness, unlike other creatures, is that we're going to die. That's the threat. That's the threat the virus has pumped into the system, to the extreme. So I'm going to kill you because I'm going to need this. Before, like, yeah, there was death. There's, not, not, there's nothing. Nature is fierce. Like, there's a video where this animal attacks a deer that's pregnant, eats the deer, and eats the thing. Right, yeah, it exists. It needs to eat. It needs to survive. That's one thing. The other thing is evil for no reason at all. I'm just going to shoot all these people. I'm just going to abuse all these children. I'm just going to just shut down the life force. That's a totally different thing. It's not the same. 
There's a very big distinction. And that's what we have everywhere. And I believe, again, in a lot of people, this thing is again slipped in, unidentified through these other fields that we can't register pretty straight up. Shut you down, terrify you, take over. It's a virus. So in the deconstruction of you, and that's again, do you really want to go in and die? Well, perhaps not. But if you want to know who you are and reconnect to the everything, that will happen in the medicine. Will it be comfortable? No, it'll suck. I mean, you will never feel this sick. You will never feel like death like this. It's all sucks. But every piece of you that is removed is a piece that doesn't, it's a, it's a blockage to source, to your truth, to the everything. And what's amazing, as I said, is in this last piece was this like, oh, I don't really give a shit about much anymore. Like, it's not that you don't give a shit, it's just like all of that terror, all of that fear, all of that hot coals anguish that was just in some kind of nebulous sort of background radiation of my life that was always there. It's just gone. Again, you know, in this thing that you built, you know what to do or how to negotiate. And now you don't. Like, you're not going to have any reference point. Because a reference point was to terror. You understood it, but it was, it was connected to terror. Now it's like, all of that's gone. Right? That's where you get your power back. You understand that it's, it's not about the terror of other people and of stuff that you don't know and trauma and then projecting that on the world. Your energetic makeup has been changed. And that energetic makeup attracts a different kind of energy. Because everything is about attraction and repulsion, right? It's kind of like, I don't have any of that noise anymore. It's gone. Oh my God, that's scary. What happens if I don't have that noise? Well, what you have is you, your power, your truth. And for me, the next piece of this, which is, ah, oh, the virus stands between me and my spirit. What the virus doesn't want you to do is to be connected to your spirit. What does that mean? You're connected to source. Your soul is your connection to source, to the everything. That's, that's your compass. That's your knowing, that's your radar, that's your, right? That's your north, your true north, love, source, safety, connection, blossoming, the unique divine piece of you, your sovereignty. That's what it wants to sever. That's what you have to keep going into. Now it's fully exposed. You can't be scared of something you can see. You can't be scared of something you understand. You can't be scared of something that's so obvious. 
And you certainly can't be scared of it when you're connected to the everything. But for that to happen, you have to relive all of the events that got you on the run. And again, this is just, I use my experience to show you how this thing works. Your circumstances will be completely different. But the one reigning attribute is fear. And the one prominent piece of this is the fear that paralyzes your fucking soul and the expression of you that comes from source. Your circumstances will be very different, but the thing that pins you down like a butterfly inside a box with a little pin in it is the terror. The terror of being a child in an overwhelm of fear. Again, the circumstances don't matter. It doesn't matter what happened. It's the overwhelm of terror that freezes you in that moment and then becomes the prison in which you live and that you cannot get out of. When I first went into the medicine, my commitment was to free my child, even though I'm 62, free my, I knew my child was stuck there. And even in a ceremony, I had to absolutely convince my child, who was literally sitting next to me as a four or five-year-old, to tell me what happened. It was her that was frozen in that moment, in that time space. So when you're going into this medicine, you are not freeing you now. You are freeing your, your child from the events that paralyzed it and refused its blossoming. That's what you're doing. Not now, not 50, not 60, no, not 20, four. The moment that breaker switch went off. That breaker switch was shut down. That moment, the life stopped. That moment, the virus took over. That moment, there was a theft. That's where you're going to be taken to in the medicine. So you can go in with all your lists about your job and your girlfriend and it will just tear it up because it'll show you exactly what the true cause of all of your life has been about or the trauma. And that's why it's insanely powerful and miraculous. And But again, mark my words, to get there, oh you are going to be put through a test like no other. But you will be bonded with the medicine and you will be tested about your commitment to the medicine and the commitment to your healing. And again, this is no walk in the park. You know, in my last ceremony, I got a fucking bollocking. Like, how dare you have given information away about us? Like, you know, even though I was six, five, six, seven, and I was stolen and I was bonded with the dark, the medicine did not stop giving me a good old bollocking about what the fuck. And again, I didn't remember. I had no idea 
I was in cahoots with this fucking virus. Even in the last ceremony, which was the worst ceremony the fuck ever, I was thought I was just like on the verge of death and death and death. And she kept saying to me, you still haven't given me all your information. You haven't shown me. Show me. I was like, what the fuck am I going to show? I don't know. She was coursing through every cell in my body. And then boom, there it was. There I was. Pointing to where all the information was. I myself had betrayed the everything. I had joined at forces with this evil. Again, it was a trick, right? I was stuck in a situation I couldn't get out of. But still, yeah, you don't want to be in that telling off. It was bad. I felt like absolute death. So again, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know how deep this rabbit hole goes, how how you were constructed, how far back it goes, you don't know. But the lessons will be given to you. That's it. And each lesson will reconnect you back. You can't be afraid of death after this. It's like, what? (laughs) I don't give a shit. It's like, you know where you're going back to. You know what you truly belong to. There is no identity there. There is no falsehood. There is no... All that's been blown up. The trauma's been seen. You've been relived. It's all... You're being put back together. You're being re-engineered. And you can't be afraid of the virus because the virus is right there. Like, really? The virus needs to hide. The virus needs to keep you scared. What lies beyond that? I don't know. What lies, the virus lies between me and my reconnect. So the final war. Still have to do the work. Still have to go through it. Still need to keep connecting to the medicine. Where it ends, you will not know. I don't know. You won't know. Because in our limited version of the world, we don't have that information. You just have to keep going into the medicine and boy, oh boy, will it tell you (laughs) what's next. (laughs) Enjoy the ride. Bye.